Hello, this is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. And today we have Stephen Price of Rising Phoenix Game Con. How you been, Stephen? Been great. So what's new with Rising Phoenix Game Con? Uh, well, it's definitely taking shape now. We're, we're, uh, we've really cemented our committees down and gotten a really good visual sort of mentally mental plan of what we want the con to look like. We actually, the exciting thing to me is that we actually have a prop committee on our con board. One of the, we have a lot of theater geeks who are going to make some really nice set pieces for the con, some really great uh, picture opportunities and selfie uh, opportunities. They're actually, their idea for our con is that you're going to enter the lobby and there's going to be like this castle entrance and the deeper you go into the con, like the more decrepit and more dungeon-like it becomes as you go. So pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very interesting. Cool. I, I've, you know, I've seen like people have like uh, what like cutouts where you can stand next to it and and take a picture with like characters of different con ca- mascots or something. But actual like scenery, that's pretty. That's pretty trippy. That's yeah, they were cool. they were actually talking to me about. Um, they kind of want to rope off this one little section in one, you know, the back corner of the con where it's going to be a, a treasure hoard with stuff in it. And I was like, well, I, you know, <laughs> back from the days when I used to do LARP, I do have a set of armor. It's all rusty. And they're like, oh, that's great. We'll just put a skeleton in it and it'll look great. So <laughs> let's talk about your con. So sure. when is it happening and where is it happening exactly again? Sure. It is happening uh, April uh 17th to the 19th uh the year uh 2020 next year and it is happening in milford massachusetts at the double tree inn in milford so you know i remember last time we talked about i looked at the google maps because you know i'm not very good at geography (laughs) and 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 it's and it's pretty cool that you're like really centrally located you're we talked about a little bit last time where it is geographically it's like pretty close to a lot of big cities and 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 even states, right? You, yeah, you're like you're like a nexus of a of a New England, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and like we're right on 495, which is the major one of the major you know north south traveling highways. Uh, we're an hour and a half from Providence, Rhode Island. 45 minutes from Boston. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, probably about again about an hour or so from Nashua, New Hampshire. I think. So pretty cool. Another thing is that a lot of people. <laughs> Who are in charge of your, uh, or who are putting on the con or involved are like, like you said, theater people, and so a lot of them do LARPs, right? So there's like a, is there going to be a, like a extra heavy LARP presence at uh, Rising Phoenix? Well, we're gonna have we're gonna have some definite displays of prowess and such. There is a group uh, from Rhode Island of uh, fencers that we're gonna have come in and do a display there is actually a new larping con that's starting here next february so we would want to step on their toes so it's going to be mostly mostly tabletop for us but we've got enough people who have larped and done you know set design that hopefully we're going to have some really knockout uh displays cool have you already uh, started accepting events uh yeah right now we're looking for game masters and volunteers game masters in particular if they were to go to our website which is uh rising phoenix we do have a place where you can send an email to the person who's coordinating game masters and we're looking for basically all types of games and all types of genres as long as the person has some experience running, you know, like a four-hour slot game. 
that's really all we're looking for right now. You know, we're, we we want people who are qualified. Well, qualified is a tough word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have experience. Yeah, have, have experience. Yeah. Have run games. Are familiar with running a game in a con atmosphere. So these game masters that you're looking for. Is it just for RPGs or are you going to have board game section too? We're, we are going to have board games. So we would love to have people who can run board game events for us. That would be fantastic. Uh, and we are going to have some uh, miniature games as well. People who like to run Car Wars or Gaslands or maybe not a full Warhammer 40K setup, but <laughs> Kill Team. We could we could probably host some Kill Team events. That's right. You're a big Gaslands fan. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So are you going to oh, you going to be too busy running the con? So. Unfortunately, yeah. I would love yeah. to I know I from Facebook I found that there is a Gaslands New England group and I would of love course. to try and organize that group into something, but I'm I I I'm going to be too busy running things <laughs> to really enjoy it. So I forgot what your official title is at this point. Uh marketing director right now. Oh, yeah. of course. There you go. Well, you'll be free all during the week. Those yeah, are right. Fun, right? <laughs> Your job will be done. Unfortunately, <laughs> social media media falls into my purview. Oh, so I'm right. going to have to be watching Twitter and Instagram and all that throughout the or weekend. Facebook. So are you guys going to have any organized play like um, Adventures League or Pathfinder Society? Yes, we, uh, we are going to have uh, the Pathfinder Society is going to be there. And the uh, our local... Uh, Adventure League group is called the Roll Initiative, so they'll be doing <laughs> fantastic. They're going to be doing D and D, and they're going to be doing a science fiction game. Unfortunately, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, we're going to have. I think each one is going to have five tables, and I know Pathfinder is going to do an interactive uh, adventure where all five tables are basically playing the same adventure and kind of will their the action of one table will affect the others which is kind of oh, a yeah. scenario. That's really cool. Yeah. We did yeah. that with Pathfinder. I think it was Star... What is it? Star Realms? Starfinder. 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 Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, we were we were in a, at a con, and those guys, depending on how popular that those events are, they can take over a con because uh, our, our local cons, they were like in a little room, and they kept giving them a bigger, bigger room because <laughs> so many people were in that room. So, you know, there's a lot of people that play uh, organized play, and it, a lot of people do like playing that style. And conventions are a great place to meet those people that run the organized play. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they're different titles, venture captains and directors of whatever they're called. But yeah, they're pretty cool people. At least here, people we've talked to, they're pretty nice. I'm sure they all are. Well, they, they have to be, right? <laughs> you don't want to be upsetting too many people. No, no. Captain or... <laughs> Nobody will come and play with you. It's very cool. You are got a, a game plan going. You got to, you know, you you cemented some ideas. Uh, how how is the whole planning looking? Uh, you know, you already have like the the way you're going to set up the the convention space. Yes, yeah about? that that was done just this past month. Uh, Scott Legault, who's one of our board members and is a co-owner of Dark Phoenix uh, events in Rhode Island, went to the hotel, got maps. He's planned out exactly where events are going to be taking place. We're hoping to have some some panels and maybe 
at least two live podcasts uh, there uh-huh. as well. Uh, I have some friends of mine who run an actual play Pathfinder podcast called Quest On, cool. and they're going to come with us. I'm actually going to be guest starring as a character on their <laughs> podcast at the end of the month for a session. That's and then cool. I, I'm not sure when that's going to come out, but I love, <laughs> I love that it's part of my job that I've got to go play Pathfinder to help. Uh, you got to go. Darn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got to pull you to the game table. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I, I've never done actual play, but I've, I've definitely seen some of them and you know, they could be quite fun to watch. Yeah. It's funny because like way back when the, all, you know, everything started kind of on YouTube and stuff. My son was watching people play video games and I didn't understand it. I'm like, you're watching somebody else play a video game. And here I am, you know, a year later watching other people play role playing games. <laughs> Which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, you learn, you learn a lot, you know, that's the way I feel. Right. And, and it's, it's not all that different from the old radio plays that used to be, you know, you, you see these people playing these characters and you grow attached to them. And I, you know, I listened to, <laughs> I, I listened to several different podcasts that are actual play podcasts and yeah. like, sometimes a game master will just hit you with this emotional thing. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm crying. I'm listening to a podcast and crying over what's <laughs> gained, happening to a character. You get, yeah, you get all weepy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I watched critical row and those guys get, you know, they're professional oh, actors yeah. or voice actors and stuff and they get really into character and stuff. But I've watched these guys trying to figure out how to do the new, what is it? Shadow run. Yeah. And they were totally unorganized. (laughs) And I watched it for like an hour and a half going, okay, what are they going to do next? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty funny. And, you know, because she was watching that because we, she wanted to know how to play Shadowrun since I was starting the game. And, and, and I don't know how much help they were because they were a lot of digging in books and stuff (laughs) and questioning what the rules were because it's a pretty heavy read. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think, but it was fun. I, I, I was like, what are you watching? And she told me, and so, you know, at first I kind of just went, oh, these guys are goofballs. And, you know, 15 minutes later, I'm right next to her on the couch watching these <laughs> guys play. It's, it's kind of it's weird how that happened. Yeah. Well, so, not only that, it's pretty cool because you realize that there's gamers everywhere and they're all just like your friends. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, they might be a little bit different, but for the most part, you know, we all pretty much just do almost the same stuff. Yeah. So do you have any special events going on at Rising Phoenix? Well, like I said, we're going to have a fencing team there oh, yeah. uh, that they're going to give a demonstration. Oh, they're actually going to demonstrate fencing? Yes. Oh, that's cool. There was talk about like audience participation, but the insurance would just be completely <laughs> out of the question. No. Um, there's, a group, oh, there's a group from Providence um, that they dress up as pirates and go to cons and uh, they were actually at Total Con, which is a big con up here in February, and the theme that year was pirates. So they they oh. judged the pirate costume competition. Uh, so they're cool. going to come, and they're going to be our heralds. We're actually going to have real heralds at the con who go around <laughs> and announce when events are coming up. That's very cool. That's hilarious. Yeah. That'll be neat. That's cool. You should uh, do a little videotaping of that. That'd be. Oh cool. yeah, well that yeah, that's as as the marketing guy. I'm like, oh, these are all great pictures, videos, everything to share. But yeah, exactly. but you know, you know, for the for the next con. yeah, and and part of it is Scott's vision for this con was he wanted something like a Ren Fair, and I think we're gonna we're we're really gonna hopefully nail that vision. Like it's it's pretty cool. 
it'll be in a sort of an immersive experience. Like uh, one of the guys on the prop committee, we were realizing that, you know, you're going to have this ballroom filled with a number of tables with people role-playing at it. And sound is a problem in a big open space yeah. like that. He knows a seamstress who makes pennants. So they're just going to make a whole bunch of pennants to hang from the ceiling and that'll just absorb the sound and kind of cut down on that. Oh, it's yeah. very thematic. And if we get backers and sponsors, we're going to make pennants for them to have down the hallway as you walk into the, the gaming area. So Wow. That's very cool. We did that for a big game that we did with three tables. We put in these art scenes in between them mm. and it did help a little bit. Yeah. But... It was interesting just yeah. to have the scenes there in the room. So I think that'll be really cool, the pennant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, right. Definitely. Or we really want to make this kind of as immersive an experience as possible. So you're going to have a lot, possibly a lot of people show up dressed up, right? But, you know, potentially. I, I would we, think we, it, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't mind if uh, yeah. people wanted to cosplay light with us or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know people do that anyway. I we have this uh, GM here who dresses up as a pirate because he he runs uh, Seven Seas, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, makes uh, sense. Uh, so he dresses up, you know, has a pirate hat, has the white shirt, the big poofy pants, and the and the red sash. I miss this guy completely. He's in the Grand Foyer at Kubrickon oh, every year. Okay. Anyway, I, it's Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, I would be lying if I said I didn't have a similar outfit somewhere in my closet. <laughs> So to Saul, <laughs> I don't have I don't have a pantaloons. <laughs> so, do you have any favorite games that you like to play? Uh, role playing games. Uh, I know you like Gaslands, and that's yes, um, yeah, that that's a pretty uh, new newer game. Yeah, actually, I uh, I got the the new revised rules, which are Gasland refueled, and it, they did yes. a great job streamlining the game it was just really oh really nice. it was uh i realized though the first booklet i had misread a few things but i'm i'm, I'm, I'm oh. all straight now so <laughs> that's okay that happens to us yes. all yeah yeah but role-playing wise like i'm a big fan of games with very interesting mechanics uh like we okay. played at a, a private con last year uh 10 candles which uh yes is is actually the guy who created it is local to uh, Rhode Island. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, actually, oh. people who were going to play my game saw him at the like Seven Eleven as they were stopping to get snacks. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, you should come and play." I was like, "Oh God, no! I don't want that kind of pressure." <laughs> That's hilarious. But that was really interesting. I, th I I actually wrote a blog about it. Like the most terrifying thing as a game master running a game is for the player to have a success you say okay what happens like just letting go of control of the scene because that's yeah. the way you know it's a it's a cooperative storytelling so that is really hard yes <laughs> i know we uh we were talking about on one of our podcasts it had to do with a player what do you call that word oh my you god lost it. <laughs> you know where, where player just has input on the yes. game one of my my friends heard that that episode and he goes that's crazy. I would never do that. <laughs> and I go, dude, you're old. That's why you're old school. You can't, you got to let go. You got to let go. And he goes, ah, no way, man. No way. <laughs> so, Just imagine what they do. I know. They drive my story crazy. But, yeah. So it does. You're right. It is hard, especially if you've been playing for longer than right. 10 years. We grew up in that style of the GM is God. Right. right? And he controls the the narrative. Right. The narrative controls. Narrative. What we're right. about. Every, every, and so he could. 
he or she controls the narrative and it is hard to let go you know yeah it, like every every adventure was on the rails you know it was <laughs> don't turn left don't turn right you're supposed to go straight right now yeah and if you do turn left you're gonna die yeah. <laughs> so your 10 candles game went pretty well yeah everybody really enjoyed it i found out there were some logistic problems with it like when you're playing to the light of 10 tea light candles <laughs> rolling and reading dice is kind of difficult uh so there was uh, yeah but it was actually interesting because we were playing in the basement of the of the owner's house that we were the, the, the mini con was happening at and actually like people walking around and moving upstairs was really atmospheric because i had these people in <laughs> you know a, a, an insane asylum that was about to be closed down and and torn oh, up oh so. wow that's kind of spooky that sounds scary yeah, it, it was it was really effective but the the big challenge as a game master is you've almost got to be like an improviser because you don't you know, yeah. you can't plan ahead as to what what's going to happen because you're giving yeah. the players authorship to take the story where they want it to go. So, so you have to do everything on the pretty fly much. Like I, I had a couple like encounters that I wanted to happen, which were easy enough to you know, okay, you're walking down a hallway and this right. beach ball comes bouncing down the hallway for no reason, or you know, you hear a... <laughs> that's when I run away. <laughs> Me too. Well, the problem is they they couldn't find their way out of the uh, insane asylum. Uh, but another game that I love the mechanic of is Dread. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Yeah, so you yeah. Have the Jenga Tower. Because that really, yeah. really can produce that sense of, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, Dread, Dread right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Stress. Yeah, especially if you have people who are like, already nervous cats yeah. kind of people like they're already shaking before the game even starts we and have a then, friend like that yeah so you, when you st when you see the tower and you start you know because basically when you when you do an action or something you pull right. a piece right depending like, i mean you could pull multiple pieces these. depending how complicated the action is oh that's right that's how it works that's that right. sounds very yeah. dreadful to me. <laughs> And you set that up, that tower on a, like an old rickety card yeah. table. <laughs> well, I, again, I ran that again at one of these private game functions that our friends throw. And we were in the garage. And I was like, I need a solid table, like a table that isn't going <laughs> to. But, you know, we were playing in the dark with lights and I had like a whole AV display of what was going on and pictures. And wow. it was it was pretty in depth. But the people, I mean, people really enjoyed it. It's, oh, yeah. It's like. Yeah. That's cool. All that work I put into it, I can use it again with a new group to play at a different con somewhere. So right, you go to the website, uh, your Rising Phoenix GameCon dot com, yeah. and you there you have the information for the hotel, of course, and you can register there. You'll, you'll pay for the convention there. Uh, well, actually, the, you can pay uh, for the room there. Um, we will be opening yeah. uh, badge registration on uh tabletop events probably within the yes. next month or two and then uh once we get our game masters we'll put a call out for games and then start populating the events after that and so how do people sign up for the events once all uh, well, they'll go done. back to tabletop events oh yeah, yeah they handle everything right so they'll just be yeah. a badge cost and then you'll be able to go in and schedule we're hoping to have, you know, a, a really healthy role-playing track with all kinds of different systems and genres. Uh, we're hoping to have, you know, a, a, actually, we're looking to have a really good board gaming collection. So, you know, the board gamers can come in and 
you know, spend their time just sitting and trying new stuff. We do that a little bit too at, at game cons. We, they have a uh, gaming libraries where we go and, you know, you give them your ID and they let right. you borrow a game. Well, yeah, we're lucky the the know, folks at total library. con are letting us borrow their game library for the first year. So, um, wow. Yeah. They're That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, they're, nice we're really close with them and they're really, they're really uh, helping us with the planning and, and stuff. So uh, actually uh, Steve and Angelia, Parento, who run that con, are going to be our guests of honor for this first year. So, and we're hoping to have some panels. I was reached. Uh, I had a uh, local miniature painter reach out to me and and volunteer to do some panels. Oh, that's we're hoping cool. to have some. Uh, I think some write, you know, fiction writers and stuff possibly come in and and give some talks. So, it's that stuff is still not quite concrete yet, but we're really hoping to have offer right. some really interesting you know, different types of events for people. You said you're pretty close to Providence, Rhode Island. They just had their Necronomicon, yes, con, yeah. right? Didn't they? Did I did you go not to that? go. Some of our other uh, board game, oh. uh, members of the board did go um, and were handing out, well, aside from enjoying the con itself, they were handing out some uh, promotional materials. Oh, like flyers. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. One of our friends went back there. Yeah, he loves He loves. I would love to go, but unfortunately, like, I work at a escape room complex. So sometimes oh, my weekends right. are a little booked up. Yeah. <laughs> <A> little booked. <laughs> Do you guys have a, um, a buyer's room? Yes, we will have a vendor's room. room. Oh, yeah. uh, we're talking with several local, uh, hobby game and hobby stores to come down, booksellers, that kind of stuff. And then we're also going to have tables in the main hallway for indie gamer companies that are, you know, trying to just get started. People, you know, if they want to demo their game. Artists, we're going to have a, a very strong artist alley. One of our members of the board is an artist himself and he's really got some good connections in that community. And he's, uh, very interested. Cool. He's he's got a whole you know he he knows he's walking around the hotel like okay we're gonna set up a display here to bring people into Artist Alley and you know it's just you know, he's... <laughs> that's pretty cool. I we used to have one at one of our cons, but for you know just basically for space reasons they had to push out the artist and and that was kind of sad because they they didn't have very many. They had only three or four artists at a time, but but it was fun to see you know and see you know yeah. local artists. Too. They were like from the Bay, you know, from the Bay Area, so that's pretty neat. So I, I, the only question I had was the the registration for like role playing games. Are you gonna? Is it like first come first serve? I know some places use a like a computer program that shuffles people. How are you gonna handle like people? Sign uh, up I'm, for your I'm pretty sure that tabletop events is a first come first serve. So like with the in the case of TotalCon, you know there are some game masters who are very popular and it, it can be very difficult to get into their into their games but where right. we're a new con i'm not too worried about that yeah um, yeah but i i know i'm i think one of our conventions is going to be using the tabletop yes yeah services or whatever services it's called. they used to have their own website and then they they had their own shuffler because they would uh you know it, it was some program that would everybody started on an even keel and then if you got into your first game or a game then you would either lose weight or gain weight, and then it gave you more uh, opportunity to get into a game later if you hadn't got into a game. 
you know, so it was really confusing, but you know, mm. but it sort of worked. But a lot of people were complaining that they weren't getting into games and stuff. Or like that. they didn't know what their schedule would be before they got right there. before they got there. So they try to do a hybrid one, like half the games were shuffled, and then the half of the one would you know, you could you could pick them at the con. But then they had scrapped all that and let Ta- table. Tabletop. What's it called? Yeah. The same tabletop table you're used. Yeah. Tabletop. Yeah. Yes. I think that's who it is. Tabletop events. Yes. Yeah. And they do everything for you, right? They handle all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's you know, hopefully <laughs> that'll be a problem we have to deal with in the coming years. But right now we're just going to... Actually, one thing we're looking into with tabletop events, you know, with the holidays coming up would be to allow people to buy a badge for, you know, the gamer in their life so that they can, they'll have the badge and when... The events go live, they can go in and populate their schedule however they want. Just the ability to buy a badge for someone else and give it to them. You said you just left the committee meeting early yes. to come and talk to us. Is everybody getting excited about what this you know new call? Oh, yeah. Everybody's really about? excited. Like, or, or is it like, oh, my God, this is like more nerve-wracking? Or too <laughs> Not nerve-wracking. so much. Like that, We have a, a fairly large board of directors, so the work is fairly evenly distributed and we have a fantastic project manager and she keeps everybody on track and makes sure that there are you know due dates for everything so we don't you know slip too much and and get behind you got to have somebody that yeah you, keep you, everybody need, a, you need a whip cracker right <laughs> the taskmaster <laughs> project manager <laughs> somebody everybody hates no right? nobody hates <laughs> no nobody hates so do you have anything else to tell us? Our goal is to make a, a family-friendly con that isn't necessarily family-oriented, I guess. That might be, sound a little confusing. But, you know, if if you're a gamer who has a family, you can bring them down. There's going to be plenty of stuff at the hotel for kids to do. There are actually, the, the hotel is set up for us, a block of rooms which are quiet rooms. So if you do have little kids, you know, there's not going to be people up until midnight partying in the room next to you you can act or you know if you're a you know a person who actually wants to get it like a if you're a weirdo and you want to get like eight hours sleep at a con you can have that but <laughs> oh my god that's nuts <laughs> i think uh i totally forgot about that but that is you know a, a game conventions they've changed since when i first went to game conventions right you know it was a bunch of guys you know staying up all hours a little lack of sleep and now, you know, people actually bring their families. They, they, you know, the whole family's there. The whole family's playing games, either board games or role-playing games. And and yeah. that's the future, right? That's the future of the hobby. It's not a single guy's you know hobby anymore. It's it's a family-oriented hobby. And I think that's a good thing. You know, people. Some people go, oh, I don't want kids around. You, they'll <laughs> die soon, and then the, the little kids will take the place. <laughs> no. Well, maybe not soon, but you know, yeah. Well, actually. Later. Uh, but I think that I think that's neat that you guys are are like you know that that you guys are open to that kind of uh, yeah you know thing. To, to have uh, act, uh, uh, just a little side note: uh, at the end of August, the TotalCon people have a summer sizzler, which is a one day gaming event, just to kind of keep the community together. Cool. And I ran a couple of Gasland events right. at that, and there was this. Twelve-year-old like boy who was like, we were running the first game, and he's like, "Can I join?" I was like, oh, "We're a little too deep into it." He goes, "Are you running this again?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, come on back." And he was great; like he was, he lost, <laughs> but he he still had fun. He wasn't like you know, <laughs> it, clearly his parents taught him 
okay, you're not going to win every game. The idea is to have fun. And he had fun. Right. So cool. That game isn't easy to play. I mean, I mean, not easy to play, but it's not easy to win because of the right. chaotic nature of the well, game. Well, and, and like I, yeah. I was, because so, it was a con and I only had like two hours to run a scenario, I kind of really like streamlined the rules down. I didn't worry about, I'm oh, not yeah. going to tell people, no, you touched that template. Now you got to use it. It's, you know. It's a twelve-year-old kid. He's trying to figure yeah, out how his car should move. Yeah. So yes, and then you know, depending on where, how many templates you have and where they're located, you know, if it's a big table, it's kind of hard to see what the template looks like. And then you know, because you can yeah, flip it around yeah. back and forth, I can see having to touch it and look at it. Especially like you said, you're running a, like an introductory yeah. con. I mean, con game, or like if it grazes an <laughs> obstacle or something. You know, who knows? Yeah, some people you know break out the rulers. And no, no, is not no, that no. kind of a game. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like do your mod on your car? Do you take off yeah, the game and all that? Or I, I actually have an Etsy crazy? page where I make cards and sell them. So <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> what problem? It's, you know, I'm yeah, basically trying to just you know, recoup the cost of my hobby. My shop is SDP Create on Etsy, and I do you know all kinds of modified Hot Wheels and Matchboxes, and I can do you know, custom orders and stuff. So if any of your listeners are into Gaslands and would like, you know, to have someone else build their car for them, I'm certainly available. Done uh, billboards in the past. Um, I'm trying to branch out into some smaller pieces, yes. but it's just, you know, <laughs> it's a matter of juggling all the stuff. What about the gates? I Terrible made gates for myself stuff, but, um, uh... as kind of a test. The thing is, is that there's like one hobby store in the area that sells the little plastic pieces that I like to use for, you know, the, the same kind of stuff you'd use for a train set. So it's got that real oh, kind yeah. of nice I-beam look to it. So I've, right, I've got to right, make right. another run down there and try and make some of the gates. <laughs> well, just, you know, buy oh. a 3D printer and make your own. <laughs> After, yeah. Don't get you started out. Stop. <laughs> That's that's a dangerous territory. My brother, my brother bought one, or he kickstarted one, and he finally got it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But Jolene's <laughs> like, no, no, you can't have one. Right? There's nowhere to put it. Yeah, there's that too. And that's a whole. Do you um, have anything else to tell us? Well, I just just hit the point that uh, Rising Phoenix Game Con will be running April 17th and 19th of. 2020 and uh, Milford, Mass. And yep. I would love to see a whole ton of New England gamers come and be part of our community and join us there. Our, our tagline is yes. it's not just a convention, it's a community. So we really want to try and build a gamer community of, of new and old friends uh, through this con. I mean, we talked about cons on our podcast and I totally agree. You know, conventions are a way of just gathering, yeah. right? I don't know what you can compare it to, but we know friends that we only see in cons because they come from really far away. And it's like, you know, you know, we see each other once or twice a year. It's like, it's like, you know, time doesn't pass, you know, <laughs> Oh, Hey, how you been? And then it's, but it's really neat. Cause I mean, these people are our friends and I think, you know, that's, that's a wonderful thing about conventions is that you can build friendships that otherwise you may not have oh, yeah. made. Maybe at a game store, but when you're pulling people from a large geographical area, you meet some people that you wouldn't otherwise well, I, meet. I, and that's pretty thanks cool. to TotalCon, I've had the honor of getting to know like Frank Menser, who wrote the Red Box for D&D. And uh, I've met Mike Pondsmith, oh, yeah. who created Cyberpunk 2020. I actually got him to sign yeah. my old yes. 2020 box that I've been keeping for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh really? <laughs> that thing's worth some money. <laughs> Is he involved in the new? Uh, oh yeah, he's uh, heavily cyber, involved. 
I'm, I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Oh, he is? Okay. Uh, actually, the the oh. year before that, he couldn't think, come to TotalCon because they were potentially going to release the game at that point. So he might have to fly off to Germany. It didn't work out that way. But well, uh, I thought they had sequestered <laughs> him, so he didn't want to talk, to, talk about the game. <laughs> talk about it. We enjoy going to cons. I will tell people, anybody listening that's in that area, to you know check out the con. Even if it's one day, you know go check it out. You know, you're not sure about going. You've never been to a con. A small regional con is like the perfect yeah. entry into a convention. There's usually space, you know, to play. You know, this it's, you're not standing in line for hours and stuff like that. You know, I think, uh, you know, compared to Gen Con, Origins, and, you know, like Comic Con, nice small regional cons are the best entry into going to, to a convention. And if you're a little bit, you know... Don't like yeah. big crowds. <laughs> I would love to go to get uh, to Gen Con or San Diego Comic Con, but like crowds just freak me out. So the local cons are really my own <laughs> my only option at this point. So yeah, <laughs> yeah Jolene is, doesn't like big crowds, and so I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> but she she'll break the big crowds to go to Star Trek Con, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Well, Stephen, uh, thanks for coming back and talking to us. I really like talking to you. You're a really nice guy. We wish the best for you. You know, good attendance record. Give you enough uh, people to go on for the next few years. Rising Phoenix Con to be a good con for Milford. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You guys have a good day.